Y'all, I am Tyler Meredith, and welcome to another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy, baby. Let's make some magic. I am so excited you all are here and you are listening to another episode of BDE, Big Disney Energy. I have one of my favorite humans on with me this week. She is the sweetest, funniest, sassiest, absolute one of the biggest Disney aficionados that I know and happens to be a badass casting director. I adore her. She is the coolest. Welcome, Emma Gruel. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I am so thrilled you are here. Uh, Recapping, I would say one of both of our, like, if not favorites, like very high up in esteem in our lists of loves of the Disney canon. Absolutely. It contains my favorite Disney character ever. We are are talking about the one, the only, Sleeping Beauty. And of course, Emma is not talking about Aurora. She is talking about Maleficent, just to be clear. This movie, Maleficent. (laughs) Yeah. And not the Angelina Jolie version. This classic. This classic. We don't we don't need another story about Maleficent. We just want this story about Maleficent because it was. It's epic. She it, it, is so, she is so epic. I mean, she I can't even. I love her so much. She's the best villain. She's also my favorite Disney character. Oh my and gosh. Yeah. Agree. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you speak the truth. That's the tea we're looking for. Um, so what would you say? is your relationship to Disney starting off the questions that we always start with each week? Great. Um, I love Disney. I have loved it from a very young age. Uh, when I was in kindergarten and earlier, I guess I would, I had all the Disney princess dresses. I would just, that was my only like the only things in my closet, <laughs> just wear them to like kindergarten and everything. And my parents would be like, you can't wear the aerial dress twice in one week. And sure. I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> and so, um, Naturally. Now, of course. Yeah. <laughs> there was also a point in my life when I was a kid, Ariel was my number one before anyone else. And there was a point in that youngness when uh, I would make all family members and anyone I met call me Ariel. Wow. Yeah. I would say say that Emma was lost in the woods. She wasn't coming back. She was lost in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because we used to do a a yearly summer vacation to the North Woods in Minnesota. So Mm -hmm. that was convenient because like every summer we went. So she was lost in the woods and Mm -hmm. you had to call me Ariel or I would not respond to you. Uh Uh-huh. Checks out. You know, (laughs) Is, is that also... Like the North Minnesota woods, were they the location of said, uh, the video that I have yet to see, but of you yes. recreating the epic rock moment in Little yes. Mermaid? Yeah, sure, there, sure, sure. There sure. may be footage of me <laughs> on a little, a much smaller rock than what Ariel was on, but pushing up, <laughs> pushing up off of it, uh, framing part of your world. Not I mean, well, why wouldn't you? I mean, like in, in what world would anyone want to exist when that wouldn't be an option as a child? 
Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. There was no swimming in the lake. It was just all about this rock. We actually went to like the same cabin every summer. So I'd always be like, let's go back to the rock. And I would give myself multiple takes and I would wow. just keep doing it wow. over again. Yeah, I love that you gave yourself takes. Like you were yeah. your own director, editor, uh, head of production, like showrunner. Listen, I had to be, I love my friends very much, but, um, they got, they grew tired of it. So I had to be my own everything. Uh, period. That's the end of this episode. I had to be my own everything by Emma yeah. Gruel. The end. <laughs> so what are you, what are your top three Disney movies? Okay. So my top three in no particular order. Oh, interesting. We're talking, okay. We're talking about movies yes. as a whole. So not including like favorite characters or whatever. Correct. Would have to be The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm. and Hercules. I I love that you have a classic, like an 80s classic, and then you come in with seemingly a sleeper hit, Hunchback, which I completely disagree with because I think it's flawless. And then, you know, Hercules, which I think gets forgotten about all the time. And it's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Hercules is so much fun. Hunchback, I, as far as I'm concerned, could win Best Picture. Yes. The, it is an adult movie. It is amazing. The score is unbelievable. Oh, yes. And it's just heartbreaking. I, lo- I love it. It's so good. Um, so if you could be a Disney character, who would you be? Oh, 10,000% Maleficent. <laughs> Which is why we're here today. (laughs) (laughs) Which, and (laughs) my favorite thing about that is that you are the, like, truly the nicest human being I have ever (laughs) met. And I love that you pick who I recently learned as of, like, two days ago, who, in addition to being called Maleficent, is called the Mistress of Evil. Yes, the mistress of all evil. Oh, yeah, of all evil, not just evil, <laughs> all of the types of evils. That's fantastic. I think that I, checks out, you know. I love her so much. She is a badass motherfucker. She <laughs> is so elegant and she eloquent. Is. She and is. She, I mean, just she, okay, she is the best Disney character, and here's why. She is so sugary sweet, and then mm-hmm. she will pound you down like yes. no other. She's, I mean, so, she's so great. Just like Lady Tremaine, which is why that voice actress is sensational. Indeed. However, I think we can agree that Maleficent's costume is far and away better. Oh, yeah. I mean, no one's trying to like show up to a ball in like a poofy cap sleeve, high necked Victorian gown, you know, like we are all there for a black cloak and anyone who travels with a crow and a cane is soft and is green. Like you're solid, you know, with purple (laughs) eyeshadow and purple accents. And like the train of her cloak is billowing and like 10 feet behind her. Yes. Who would want that? Yes. I, that's true. I forgot about the purple accents, which makes sense because you love purple. My favorite color. It's true. So I, I was blown away when I was doing some research on this, that it was released in 1959. 
Mm-hmm. So long ago, but like just, I feel like just on the edge of like true Disney renaissance. Like it's like just in there with Cinderella and Sword in the Stone. And it like kind of, I feel like caps off before, I mean, they were still great in the seventies, but like really it's like one of those original perfect classics. Yeah. It's definitely in the classic era. Did you go on the IMDb page for this movie and like all of the actors have black and white fifties headshots? It's the cutest thing. Yes. I love that. I know. And I love how many of them had like the majority of their career um, wasn't necessarily in film, but was in like radio and yes. <laughs> like, and like like radio shows. They were all like true, true voiceover actors. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. Um, and I love that this starts out with like the classic storybook beginning. Mm-hmm. It gives us like, we're going to narrate to you and we're going to introduce you to this beautiful book with these beautiful colors and kind of like create this world that to me is way more vibrant than the movies before this. Like the colors are like neon and yeah, like green and purple and like kind of crazy and awesome. I totally agree. And did you watch it on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. They must have a, a very enhanced new version <laughs> because I'm used to watching it on my DVD copy. And sure. I watched it on Disney Plus this time and I was like, this is bright. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. No, I did notice that too. And I was like, has everything always been this colorful in this kingdom? Like, I don't recall. Yeah, definitely not. (laughs) There was a definite, I mean, I appreciate the enhancement, but there has definitely been a sort of enhancement for sure. Um, Something that stuck out to me was at the beginning of the movie, we're like, oh, there's a baby She's beautiful. And then you meet, like you meet Philip. I forgot you met Philip like basically right away. And he's like, like has to be like nine or 10 years old. Do you think? I mean, okay, maybe he's seven, but in my mind. (laughs) But I mean, you are right. There's a significant, I mean, maybe not significant, but there is an age difference. There's an age difference, which mostly I just forgot about. And then I was like, wait a minute, this guy's like grown. What? <laughs> and then I was like, okay. Because then when you see them together, she's like, I'm 17. And I'm like, girl, oh. you look 36. Like, what are you talking yes. about? You guys both are in your 30s. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I totally agree. Well, and they totally look the same age when they're grown up. They do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we've like met her. She's hanging in the cradle. Everyone's excited. Philip, we meet Philip. It's great. They and then. Right. Right. And like they party and like to me, then next to Maleficent, you meet the far and above stars, uh, the three good fairies. Absolutely. If you, okay. If you were going to be one of them or did you have a favorite or if you could be one of them, who would you be? Okay. Yes. It's, it's two different answers for me because if I could be one of them, I would want to be Fauna, the green one. Oh, great. But if I'm being honest with myself, I'm definitely Flora, the red one. (laughs) You? Um, I would say if I'm being honest with myself, I am uh, 
Fauna, the green yes. one. Um, but who I want to be is Meriwether, 100%. <laughs> you love that Meriwether. She is sassy. She is funny. She is short. Like she brings it all. Yeah. And I, and I did, I hadn't noticed until watching it this time that the first, when they changed themselves into skipping ahead just a wee bit, when they changed themselves into their peasant looks, um, that hers is pink and then she turns it blue. Yes. I know. I noticed that for the first time consciously this watching as well. I thought that I was like, look at you with your joke recall. Like you're so smart planting these seeds. (laughs) It it really is the through line of the movie. Forget Aurora. It's just the pink and blue throughout this whole movie. Yeah. I mean, she's neither here nor there. She sleeps most of the time or looks possessed. So we're like, let's just get, let's get to Maleficent. Let's get to the fair. (laughs) let's get to the animals like let's get there i i was struck by how when they're giving the fairies are giving their gifts that when they give them to her you go you were like taken into the cosmos of this like weird reality acid trip perhaps (laughs) yes i was like what fantasia like fucking fever dream am i in right now (laughs) i know in the like portrayal of aurora the visual portrayal is different in each one too yes yes and noticing how the fairies are all in monochromatic attire i've now realized that i that's actually what attracts me to characters like the <laughs> like the centaurs um in fantasia i'm like oh you're pink and pink i'm interested i'm like oh you're green and green or you're blue and blue and blue i like that you match so i like you i totally judge characters off of their ensemble and how well it's coordinated oh my gosh wait so you mean you're drawn to like monochromatic outfit or like yes. a group of um, monochromatics. I well, I do like a, a group of different monochromatics, but I'm very, very drawn. Like I don't if like the mice and Cinderella. I'm like, why do you have on like a yellow shirt and a red hat? That's not cute to me. Like, oh. give me like yellow and yellow. Like I, something about that like perfectly matched Disney ensemble. It just gives me the chills. I just love that it. That is interesting. I would have to, I, I would have to disagree. Disagree. I think more okay. the different, yeah, different colors, more depth. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. More variety. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take the vanilla. You're like, thank you so much. I will get anything but that. Um, <laughs> you are so boring, which is true. <laughs> 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 which is true. Um, so, and Meriwether doesn't even get to give her gift because our queen all hail Maleficent shows up in, and this is a real housewives of New Jersey reference, which someday you will understand. Um, but she shows up uninvited to this party, a la Danielle Staub, who is like the villain beyond villains in New Jersey. The one I, who I'm really thinking is going to come over to real housewives of New York fingers. Ooh, okay. okay. It would be wild. But right. So our girl shows up and crashes basically like, this like fairy baptism, like yeah, <laughs> of sorts. The, the party of the century, probably. <laughs> probably. A, and she was like, oh, I wasn't invited. Excuse me. <laughs> she, and let us know too that she is also a fairy and they reference yes. her as a fairy. So that's just, you know. Yes. Like I, eight feet tall. She, uh, she is the <laughs> mistress of all evil. I love her. 
I forgot that she was a fairy. So she is a fairy. Maleficent is a fairy. But then the other three fairies also have high rank. Like they are like basically like nobility in this kingdom. And so I'm just wondering at what point was Maleficent no longer nobility? Like was she a landed lady? And then, you know, she just like threw too many ragers and they were like, get out. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Do you know why they kicked her out of the kingdom or was she never invited? You know, I don't know. I do think that she, in my mind, she was once part of the kingdom. And I think that's sort of what the Angelina Jolie Maleficent sort of argues, which I have to state, I'm not a big fan of. Same. I think she is perfectly cast in terms of her face and who she is. I think it's great casting, but I... I do not love those films. I know. The, I didn't see the second one, but the first one I just found to be pretty boring. And the story was like, oh, don't worry. She's nice. We should like her. And it's like, no, the reason we love her is because she's the mistress of all evil. Like, I yes. want to see her be bad and snarky and have yes. those one-liners. Oh, her um, one-liners are class. Yeah, it's like, I don't want Ursula to be liked. She's brilliant because she's evil. Exactly. And the look was all wrong. Okay. Red and black. No, no, thank you. Like no. why that's so trite. Like <laughs> you need to have the purple and the green. That's um, so true. So true. But yeah, but I think that Maleficent was probably part. <laughs> that's Leo. He's, he's <laughs> our, our third little guest. He has a lot yeah. of opinions. We love him. <laughs> like my little uh, pet crow. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have to imagine she was once a part of the community because they all know her. Um, but sure. I don't know what she did to get cast out. Maybe yeah. Ragers. I love that theory. <laughs> I mean, she is shady as fuck. I love that she's yeah. like, hey, listen, little baby, like you're going to be hot, but just so you know, you're going to die by pricking your finger. Like, but you're still going to be hot though. So like, don't worry about that part of it. I love that. That's like the clause before she tells everyone she's going to die. Totally. And I presume, presumably this is just her idea of an afternoon entertainment. Like we don't know why. Like, I mean, I guess she's got beef with the king and queen, but. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I, King Stefan then is like, oh, I'm going to like burn all the motherfucking sewing machines. He's like, get me every version of any spindle, spinning wheel. Like they say so many words for spinning wheel. I'm like, what are we even talking about? Like loom, they're like, burn all the looms. We got to get them out of here. Cause I like, know. and that's yeah. a very scary short scene. Yeah, it's very violent. It's yeah. very violent. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm behind it. Couldn't we have locked them in a magic protected vault? It right. Just, especially because it was a public affair and the public was invited to watch. It feels very ominous, very dark. I don't yes. like energy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there are some scenes like that in some of the older movies. Well, I'm just thinking of the end of Fantasia where shit gets so dark and you're like oh, this is the devil? What the fuck is happening, guys? It's like, yeah, they have these like intermittent small interludes. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, what 
fucking movie am I watching? This is so frightening. Similar to when Ursula transforms back into the octopus um, mm-hmm. and then becomes giant Ursula and she moves so quickly across the boat. It is the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, guys, like this was for kids, right? Like we knew this was for children or nah. Like just... <laughs> Very true. Very yeah, true. like what was Although, the end game? You know, I don't remember being that scared by Ursula. I guess you you do remember being really scared by Ursula as a yeah. kid. And mm-hmm. that's like, I don't, maybe it was just because I watched it 10,000 times. So I got you. Sure, sure, to it. But, sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, and well, and you know, it goes back to fairy tales and the early Disney movies are meant to be warnings. So like, yeah. don't obey your father and a sea witch won't grow huge in front of you and try to electrocute you. Oh yeah. I mean, I went on a full tirade about how reckless I think Ariel is and, <laughs> and how she literally is Juliet and is like a rowdy teenager who doesn't give a fuck about her family and like still kind of gets what she wants, which I like don't love, you know? <laughs> I went on a full tirade about it. Love analysis. <laughs> um, so, so then the fairies are like, okay, great. Like we're gonna, they, they set the entire plan in action. They truly take everything into their hands. They're yeah. like, you know, they're like, we got it. Like, we'll come up with a plan to save your daughter. And then we will essentially save the kingdom. Like in that same moment. Yes. And I love when they're all small in the little trinket box. Yes. This movie, I think, has some of the best like Disney sparkles, animated sparkles. Like 100%. 100%. It's so magical. (laughs) He agrees. He agrees, you guys. (laughs) Um, And I was so impressed that they were willing to give up magic for 16 years. I know. That's an incredibly long time. I mean, I, I really feel like if anyone is the heroine of this story, it is the fairies. That's how I feel. Okay. I mean, I, hey, I hear you. <laughs> I think. You're like, actually the hero is Maleficent. It's Maleficent, so. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Right, right. She's not the hero. She should just be the lead. She's the star. Yeah, yes. she's she's absolutely the star. And so the whole time I kept thinking about this in terms of Harry Potter terms. So I was like, okay, so if someone had gone to like three of the most powerful witches or wizards and were like, great, so you have to give up magic for 16 years to save Harry Potter's life. I mean, obviously, like, I feel like Dumbledore would have been like, sure. And then he still would have done magic because that's what he did the whole time. Like, you know, everyone would be like, yeah, like McGonagall would be like, of course. And then she'd be like, just kidding. And we'd still cast spells, you know? And like, but to agree to become a muggle for 16 years and not be able to wear your cute robes, like you have to wear peasant robes. That's pretty badass. That's commitment. But, and then, you know, when they get in the cottage and it's her 16th birthday or 16th, 16th. Yes. They can't, they prove that they cannot sew or clean or bake without magic. Yes. So then I wonder, did you give up magic for 16 years or no? Yes, that's very true. And I mean, it is then their lack of self-control. Right. And they just decide to use it again that blows the shit out of the water and ruins the whole operation. 
coming out of that chimney. Uh, chimney. Coming out oh. of that chimney. Oh, so stressful. And so, yeah, so it's her 16th birthday, uh, even though I'm going to call it her 33rd birthday. <laughs> yes. And and Briar Rose, all of a sudden, is like this fucking blonde bombshell. Um, I have always thought her like woodland traveling outfit is fire. It is, it is my favorite, like travel about the woods outfit of any of the princesses. I absolutely agree. This, yes, this is my favorite outfit of hers in the movie. It's so good. <laughs> She's got the mauve shawl. Yes. Skirt, black and white on top. It's very good. Very chic. Yes. Yes. And her hair is just, and I love that so many of the princesses have like a sensible bang or a sensible <laughs> side bang that it like Ariel's even underwater just like doesn't fucking move. Are yes. you kidding? If I was underwater, I that's I was saying I was like this is why I don't get my hair wet because like I if I came out of the water with my bangs like I <laughs> yeah. would look like a seventh grade boy like no right. one needs it your face right yeah you'd see my face and be like ah like yeah no no one needs that so yeah and then meanwhile like the fairies have just been like chilling like muggles so they say um in this cottage um, and, and, and then I, I was a little confused about, I, I understand the impetus for them to get her out of the house because obviously they want to plan this surprise, this very big surprise. Yes. However, it does seem a wee bit reckless that apparently you've just been sending her out for blackberries. Like, like that doesn't seem dangerous to you. Like, don't you know Maleficent has a crow? It's on her fucking shoulder. Like, it's not a secret, you know? Totally. Yeah, totally. And like, it also makes me wonder about how skilled Maleficent's crow really is because yes. he's had 16 years. To I look know. And like, they they literally walk to and from the castle, which right. is maybe a day's travel, but still like that's yes. not you know, flyable for the crows. So how has he not found her? Right. I I noted, I was like, Maleficent, the mistress of all evil, is placing all of her fucking bets on a GD crow. Like, are you kidding? Like, like that's who you're putting your faith at? Yeah, like he has not done his job if he has had like almost two decades to do it and can fly and can't fucking figure it out. I know. Well, and of course she's got all her minions who have yes. all been but they're even more. Oh my God. Her. Yeah. She's like, I love my gargoyles who like don't do anything <laughs> except for sing and dance in this like pit of hell. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wait, I'm like, what is their job? Like just ambiance? I don't, I don't get probably. it. Yeah. Probably, probably. On entrance, maybe some of them cook. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Yes. Did you know, by the way, that the crow's name is Diablo? No way. Yes. Wow. Wow. Which she like never, I don't think she ever says in the movie, but uh, it's like on an official Disney wiki page. So that's fantastic. Oh, I love the <laughs> Disney wiki page. Yeah. I introduced someone to that. They were like, get out of here. Like, how dare you use a Wikipedia page just for Disney? I was like, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we aren't friends anymore. If you don't think I would do that, like, are you kidding? Get out. Um, 
Oh, and I feel like it does have to be noted that as Briar Rose goes into the forest, we meet all the cute little animals and holy shit, can that girl sing? I mean, oh, yes. damn, like full opera. We're not talking like sweet, sweet Alice in Wonderland, cutie patootie, Cinderella. Like we are talking, yeah, and not even like an amazing Jody Benson. Like it is an opera singer. <laughs> Absolutely. Once Upon a Dream, oh. best song in the movie. Best the- song. There aren't many, but it's still the best. Yeah, there aren't a lot. I was struck by that. Watching it this time. But yeah, she, Mary Costa, absolutely cast for her singing voice. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she was brilliant. From what I can tell, she's the same, it's the same voice actress for the scenes as the songs, which is pretty rare for like early Disney. They usually had two actresses. Yeah, yeah, that's super rare. Yeah, I love, oh my gosh, that scene of her just like meandering. And like going on a walk with these adorable animals, like that in the way of Cinderella, like completely led me astray of how I thought (laughs) woodland creatures would interact with me. Um, Yeah, I was like, this is fucked up. Like, why are they not talking to me? Why don't they want to waltz with me and put on a little coat? Like, no, I know. And I do love, I love this animal scene much better than like the snow white ones or the Cinderella ones. Yes. Oh my gosh. This, oh, it's so funny. The owl is so cute. They all have such personalities. Yes. And they dress up as the prince and the little yes. bunnies are in a boot and they um, all that's right. <laughs> yes. And like, I mean, as boring as Philip is like of the earlier princes, like he can get it in my opinion. Like, oh. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. he cute. Oh, you, you prefer Eric. Oh, I prefer Eric over <laughs> anyone. <laughs> I was like, oh, Eric is like tall and has dark hair and is muscular and like kind of goofy. Wow, my type. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, yeah, I it's a it's kind of a toss-up for me between Eric and Philip because sure. I yeah, I like Philip a lot. I really I think I really responded to the fact that he didn't talk that much when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, not wow. talking over over her. Sure. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love when they're waltzing. Oh my gosh. I mean, the way that the animation was layered when they used to like hand paint the cutouts and then layer the animation on top of it. Like there's something about it in this movie that is just so clean and so beautiful and so vibrant. And I mean, that song, it is truly like almost unmatched. I mean, next to Summon Cinderella. Yeah. It's so, it's just the most classic Disney song. Yes. Oh my gosh. And the, the shot, it's so beautiful mm-hmm. with the landscape in the background mm-hmm. and they're waltzing and twirling and they're yes. like mostly in shadows, but not all the way. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a stunner. It is a it is a major, major stunner. And and so then she's like, oh my gosh, great. I can't, I'm so glad we met. Um, also, I gotta go, but I can't tell you my name. However, you can come to my house. I was like, excuse me, excuse me. Like yeah. you, you gave someone your address, but you won't tell them your first fucking name. That's right, Leo. I'm like, yeah. this is wild. Yeah, there's the, he asks, when will I see you again? She says, oh, never, never. I love that, <laughs> the drama, the pull away with like her teeny yeah. tiny wrist and hand. Never. <laughs> 
never. Yeah. And then two seconds later is like, oh, the cottage by the Glen. Right. I'm like, excuse. <laughs> reckless, reckless 16 year old behavior. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. And then he's like, okay, great. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like make a date and we can like hang out and you know, they're like canoodling and she's like, great. That's all great. I have to go. Let's hang out later after we nuzzled for two seconds. Again, here's my address. Please do not know my name. That's way too personal. I refuse to give out that information. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then we, when we get back to the cottage in like, I mean, of course, like, I think the most iconic scene in the entire film. This is great. This is great. Yes. Yes. When, when we then are privy to the information that Meriwether is full anti-muggle. Like she would not have been down with Hermione Granger. She is like, I need a full witch. I need a full fairy. I need all my magic. Muggles suck. She, I, I mean, she probably would have used the word mudla, honestly. Oh, oh, but she has such a good spirit. You right, you right. Good, okay, I know, but, uh, oh, but I did note, I was like, uh, if she was in a house, bitch would be in Slytherin. Let's be real. She'd be okay. in Slytherin. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep, Laura would be Gryffindor. Yes. Anna would be Hufflepuff. Literally exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so they get to have the most iconic (laughs) scene of making the cake, it tipping over, the dress being a mess, and then making it pink and making it blue. And then that fucking crow, Diablo, cannot, Diablo, correct? Diablo, yeah. I cannot. Oh my God. He has to ruin it for everyone, even though arguably it was the fairy's own overexcitement and overindulgence in their own magic that ruined it. However, it's their magic and a creepy crow shouldn't be creeping on them. I know, but oh yes. I mean, this scene just makes me so happy. I love Fauna baking the cake. That yes. is iconic. It is. I love when she goes, a teaspoon. <laughs> and then she goes, flour, three cups. Yes, it is. It is perfect. And I love the dress being tried on Meriwether and it's made for someone who's like eight feet tall. It's (laughs) just, and then I think Fauna is like, that doesn't look good on you. I was like, damn, like call it like you see it. Like she doesn't give any fucks, but then luckily they concede to the magic, but unluckily they also concede to the magic. You know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's hard. It's a hard call. I know. And I think I've sent this to you before, but I just sent you something um, that is someone recreating this cake in real life with however many layers and they have like a fondant fucking broomstick holding it up. It's so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. You have sent it to me. I love it. I saved it then. I'm absolutely going to post this to Instagram (laughs) when this episode is airing. Everyone has to see this. It is truly sensational. Also, if anyone wants to spend probably like $700 on a birthday cake for me, um, (laughs) I would love that. I celebrate my birthday in quarantine. If anyone's like, oh my God, can't wait to get you a cake. I'm like, don't give me a present. Make me this cake. Have someone make it for me. And I hope it's like six feet tall. You know? I know. know. The irony of it is that you have to be an incredibly advanced baker to make this fauna cake. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. It, it, It is 
so difficult there. I think there literally are like maybe 15 layers of cake. Like it's huge and it is spot on to the cartoon. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's so good with the dressing and everything. Yeah. 10 layers. It's perfect. It's, It's absolutely perfect. So Briar Rose has gone out on a walk. She has gotten like completely digmatized and we get it. She's gorge. <laughs> big dick energy. A big dick energy. Not as big as Maleficent's. No. Pretty big. Definitely. <laughs> Not as big as my boyfriend, Prince Eric, but also still pretty big. <laughs> um, <laughs> Leo's like, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Leo, yeah, Leo loves it. Um, and then they're like, hey, guess what? Not only did we plan this dope-ass surprise for you, make you this dope-ass dress that's now like kind of tie-dyed, but like um, we we are going to take you to basically meet your parents because you don't remember them. Like, correct? Yes. She hasn't seen them for 16 years and she's like, throws a fucking fit and is like, no, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to meet my parents. I want to get that D. And I was like, oh my God, the audacity. But here's the thing. Yes, she's mesmerized by the D. But also, I think she's just freaked out at this You're revelation. Right. I don't think that the fairies went about this in a very good way. They were basically sure, sure. like, You're gonna love this. Here it comes. Yes. We're not parents, you know. Yes, so, yes. That's very uh, true. That is it would be shocking. Years, wouldn't they be better parental figures? You know, I yeah. I would think, but yeah, maybe they relied on their magic and they lied about it the entire time, like Dumbledore, you know? <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who's to say? Um, and so I do understand that. I do also understand being 16 years old and being like, I want to be with my boyfriend. My parents are lame, you know? Like, yeah, yeah I was an <laughs> idiot. I was the worst. Like, what? We were all the worst. Like, full Juliet syndrome. Like, I met this person. We nuzzled. We're in love. I'm marrying him. I'm 16 <laughs> years old. That's the end of the play. Like, you know, yeah. well, I killed myself. But yeah, you know, there's that. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> after after that drama, then they're like, let's like lighten it up. Let's just like take the audience over. Let's take them over back to the castle where the kings are like piss ass drunk. Like this bla- is a great scene. It is a great scene. It reminded me so much of Sword in the Stone. It's like full, <laughs> like full King Arthur vibe. And in a reference that I think you will love, like full Turtle Time, Ramona Singer, Real Housewives <laughs> yes. of New York. They are like turtle time. They're just like, we are getting fucked up. Our guy playing the loot is fucking like he gets so drunk he falls asleep in his loot like we are living our best lives <laughs> okay i love these kings and i love the loot guy because i get the sense that he doesn't normally get to drink wine and he's yes. really loving it yes he is loving it he is like <laughs> i'm drinking this rich ass mead like i usually drink like probably like piss and water and whiskey, you know? And yes. And he is like, now I'm just like, I'm in it to win it. Like I get to hang with the Kings. Nobody else is here for some fucking reason, but like it's me and the Kings and we are getting wasted together. It's so good. It is. It's so great. And then the fairies are like, okay, we know you're mad, but like, we're going to take you back to the castle to meet your parents in broad fucking daylight. Like it was daylight. 
Yeah. And they don't disguise her hardly at all. She has a little cloak and a little hood. Right. I'm sorry. I think a lot of people would recognize that, especially because she looks exactly like her mother. Yes. Yeah. Like, sorry. I don't know how many like full on like Cindy Crawford models walk through your forest, but like (laughs) this bitch is an Amazon. We like, she is 16 going on 33 and we will all notice her. Like I just... I can't. It was reckless, reckless behavior. Yeah, yeah, it completely was. Especially because it's the day of her birthday. You know that Maleficent's minions and Diablo are going to be looking. I agree. Totally yeah. reckless. Yes. And then I, I was like, well, maybe she's wearing an invisibility cloak. Like, who's to say? You know what I mean? Like, who, you know, there there wasn't that scene, but maybe I was supposed to deuce with my Harry Potter knowledge <laughs> as an adult maybe. that a cloak was involved. Um And then as soon as we get back to the castle, basically that fucking score, those like five notes that are so, so pointed and well-written to create an image of a villain, like the bweep, 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 Oh, yes. Yes, yes. so great. As soon as- It's really good. Yes. The climax of this movie is Mm -hmm. like really unmatched. It really is. It's stressful as fuck. Yes. And like <laughs> all of the action is so perfectly timed with the like music and the score. It's really well done. Yes. Yes. And then um, not only do we have like those five amazing notes, then we get the circle of green light. And at that point, like everyone should know that shit is fucked, you know? Um, yes. The green light. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And the fairies, the fairies are using their wands just like they do in Harry Potter for Lumos. Lumos, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's fun fact. As a child, my grandfather um, was really skilled with like woodworking and stuff. Uh I loved Maleficent so much. He made me my very own staff, (gasps) brown staff with a green ball. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, the envy of all of the children. I would have been so fucking jealous. Thank you. Thank you. That's incredible. (laughs) I I am jealous. I'm like, I want a staff. (laughs) I want a staff. Um, and then she's like, and then I set myself on fire and I bounce because that's where she does it. You know, she's like, and I'm in flames. Bye. Exactly. Yeah. My so subtle. That apparently I would like run into the kitchen and wave the staff at them like really violently oh. and run oh. out of the room. And it's like, we've been cursed. <laughs> <laughs> parents are the best like how you made your parents call you ariel i for some reason um real deep cut uh decided to make my parents uh call me abby uh, because i liked that name and tyler was a boy's name of uh five other kids in my third grade class so abby for no reason. At least yours had an entire like, you know, toy line and bathing suit line and, um, you know, basically a Disney empire behind it to support your decision. I just went insane and had like an emotional break in third grade and wanted to be called Abby. Um, so Abby, Abby. Yeah. I was like, Abigail's way cooler. Tyler, God, get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Missed opportunities, missed opportunities. Um, So I I do feel like, honestly, all of this could have been prevented if 
she had wanted to prioritize her family, fairies or actual family, over that D. And I know that's a hot take, but I'm just saying. Oh, okay, wait. But say she just went to get... Wait, what could have been prevented? Basically, this entire story. (laughs) Okay, but... Ah. Devil's advocate. Yes, please. Yeah, Diablo. (laughs) Please, (laughs) please. The crow is present. Let's hear it. (laughs) So if she had just gone to collect berries and come back, I think she could have had an existential crisis knowing that like her parents were not who she thought they were or like she thought her parents were dead maybe and they're not. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Maleficent clearly has all of the powers in the world of a right. I feel like Aurora is very much in a trance throughout this go inside the chimney scene. Yes. Oh my God. She's scary as fuck. I think she's scarier than Maleficent. Oh my God. It just what does it say about me as a kid that like that was my favorite scene in the movie? <laughs> yes, go I, in the chimney. Again, Emma is like the teeniest, sweetest, purest, cutest little being of a human. And the fact, (laughs) just to give them a visual, like the fact that you loved Maleficent so much is still like, I still get shocked by it. And it's my most favorite thing of all time. (laughs) Like it's because it's probably because I will never be eight feet tall. I'm five feet tall, literally on the dot five yeah. feet yes and you know yeah we want next it. to you i'm like six seven you yeah know. <laughs> aka a, an inch and a half taller <laughs> yes <laughs> six seven thank you um and then the fairies are like this to me is where the fairies really shine they're like listen we are literally going to save everything we are going to make people go to sleep which then kind of made me recall the new frozen movie and i was like wait a minute they're just basically trapped for like 30 years or whatever and then like same in sleeping beauty interesting um but yeah 30 years how many years is it <laughs> is it a day <laughs> In Sleeping Beauty? Wait, are you kidding me? No, I always imagined it was like years. Maybe because I was like, this is taking a long time. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. I thought it was like maybe an hour and a half. Um, I think you're definitely right. I think my child brain completely over-exaggerated it because I was very afraid during this part of the movie. Wow. So yeah. But realistically, it probably was somewhere in the middle, like a day or two. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Like a sensible... <laughs> Sensible <laughs> Fortnite at max, max. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, damn. I mean, yeah. Unless she was like, you're hot. Let's keep that face, you know, which oh. doesn't seem, you know, maybe she wanted to preserve the face. Yeah. A spinoff of Maleficent and Prince Philip. Interested, so interested in that. <laughs> also, see, this is my question: that rewatching these all as an adult, I'm like, wait a minute, why do you hate? Like, why do you hate them so much that like you want to kill their daughter? Like, why can't I'm like, w- did you, did you and the king maybe have a thing? Like, he had a slip up with a fairy, and you were super into him, and then you were like, he was like, I can't be with you. I have to be with a human. That's absolutely it. That's absolutely it. I think so. It all goes back to love. I'm like, you only hate things you love at one point for some fucking love. reason. And betrayal. 
Love and oh my god, it's just like a desperate housewives. This is all this is like, yeah. just yeah. <laughs> Maleficent, Maleficent would have been on that show. Oh yeah, but. she has huge Marsha Cross energy. Yes, Very yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Came to camp when she lost it and she was an alcoholic. Yes. Oh, that's real. That's so real. Yeah. And, and it, and then the fairies are like, okay, great. So like we basically put everyone to sleep and now we have to go on a fucking suicide mission to try and fix this shit. Like they go into the like lion's den, literally the devil's den, which is funny because that is a hiking trail in Arkansas. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, you straight up like go to fight these crazy gargoyle, like satanic dancers to try and save Philip, to try and save the whole thing. It's ballsy. Yeah. It's my ballsy. favorite lair, the Forbidden Mountains. Yes. where I would live, but yes. I would need to be renovated a little bit. But I love it. <laughs> You want like, uh, you want like, you know, just like a clean line, open concept kitchen, but like in the forbidden layer. In, yes, exactly. Okay, great. I I speak that language. I feel like we can make that happen in Chicago. (laughs) We'll start looking when we can go outside together. Um, (laughs) And and then the fairies to save Philip are like, oh, don't worry about it. There's a lock. Let me unsolder this fucking door with my wand in like the most badass, like fairy ninja kind of way, like witchery and magic at its fucking best. Yes. And also, mm-hmm. did you catch? This was the first time I caught that mm-hmm. Maleficent's plan in locking him up was to wait until he died or was like on the brink of death, and then what? she let him out. Did you? It's so crazy. So no, I missed this. He's talking to him, and the her like imagery starts to unfold mm-hmm. on the horse. He's got a huge Dumbledore beard. And he's lumped over because he's old and on the brink of death. So her like malicious plan was that she was going to let him out when he was about to die so that he could go to sleep (gasps) who would never age. And then it would be really creepy between them or, you know, he'd kiss her and then he would die and she wouldn't have a happy ending or whatever. So it wasn't just like, yeah, for life. It was holding him for almost life. I mean, that is, that's brutal. Yeah. That's like, I mean, that's some torturous shit. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you don't just want to kill someone. You're like, no, I'll make you suffer. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Again, big dick energy. Like okay. Maleficent comes into a room. Everyone's like, let me back up. So there'll be room for her. Like she comes <laughs> to play. She so does not fuck around. That's why we respect her. You know, love her. Uh, we do. We love her. I, I have never really given credit where credit was due to how fucking brave Philip is, which did turn me on. Like, I was like, I'm hot. Like you're hot. I'm hot for you. You are attractive and you are really fucking brave. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like him saving the princess is not an ideal narrative. However, yes. Yes. 
talking a lot. He's not arrogant and he's putting his life on the line at least 10 times throughout this climax. Yes. Oh, once. absolutely. Yeah. I, I noted that I was like, okay, let's be honest. As hot as Eric is, he's probably a fuck boy. And he also can't even kiss a girl. Literally there's a song and we're like, can you make a fucking move, dude? And like, Philip is like, hold on, no prob. I'm not even going to talk. I'm going to escape the Forbidden Mountain. Like I'm going to fight through brambles, like fucking crazy ass brambles with the help of the fairies, of course. And then I'm going to fight off literally the devil version of Maleficent as a giant dragon. Yes. Which is so badass. So badass. If you turn into, if you turn into a giant version of yourself, I respect you. Mad Madam Mim turns into a dragon. I respect her. I'm like Maleficent, dragon. Ursula, giant fucking sea witch. Like anyone who exudes that much power and confidence to expand their shape by a hundredfold, like I want to be on your team, you know? 100%. And another reason why I love her and her lair, you'll notice that she goes to take a nap Mm-hmm. while she thinks Philip is all locked up and mm-hmm. she has her napping quarters. And then when she realizes that he's escaping, she goes up to an even higher tower above her nap chambers or whatever. Wow. And it is like a tower that is just big enough for her to stand and cast spells from. I and mean, that is the definition of badassery. Yes. Like bitch has like towers on steeples on towers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> She can't be satisfied and we respect that. Like we love to see a tower within a tower within a tower. Yes. <laughs> for napping. We need a tower for napping. We stand a tower for napping for sure. Oh, and and so when you reach the top, there's more. Absolutely. And unfortunately she does have to come to an end and we do see her demise, but then they get like reunited and it's great and then we we have like the fever dream of the end of these classic disney movies which like is the wedding that ends within like or the ball that happens within the last 5 minutes and everyone somehow knows to come they're like it's the ball time and like everyone can get there in 10 minutes um and then and we'll, we'll be there Right, right, right. Yeah, they're like, I'm sure a carrier pigeon didn't have time to come, but we knew, like, we (laughs) we had a feeling that the ball was going to happen right now. Um, And so everyone shows up. And then, I mean, next to the waltzing in the woods and the cake baking scene, my favorite moment in the entire movie is um, the waltz and the make it pink, make it blue, and her dress changing colors at the end. Iconic. Iconic. We stand. Okay. Would you make it pink or would you make it blue? Okay. Um, for me, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll make it blue. Yep. And I would make it pink. Oh, that's why we're so good together. Yes. <laughs> but I, I do. <laughs> I was noticing, I was like, honestly, the dress looks better blue, but you already had Cinderella. So you had to have a pink dress, you know, like <laughs> noted, noted, noted. Mm-hmm. Jasmine has a blue outfit. That's um, very true. A different shade. I know, but there are yeah. blue ones. I mean, that's very true. It is kind of blue. Yeah, that's uh, true. Oh yeah, Belle. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's nice. The pink gives it some variety. You know. Um, you know that the final waltz motif mm-hmm. is um, they use that same animation in Beauty and the Beast. At the- <gasps> 
Wow. That's the tea. I mean, blowing the lid off of these movies, Emma Gruel, you are. <laughs> that, that is mind blowing to me. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like to end with like, what, what do you think is your main takeaway? Like, or what is your main takeaway from the movie? Oh my goodness. Um, man, I take away that you can love cutesy little fairies in the woods trying to bake while uh-huh. also loving literally the devil's mistress, <laughs> little dragon, and pumping plants. Great. Gr- great. Yes. Um, and that represents you. I mean, truly, you know, yes. Like you can love anything you want. Do not be afraid to love all facets of yourself. (laughs) Um, what's your takeaway? Um, I would say my takeaway is, uh, that magic is real. I think this really instilled in me, um, that magic makes anything possible, even if that's not real. The believing in magic makes things possible. Yeah, and this is kind of limitless magic. I mean, yes. the three and Maleficent have kind of unlimited magic and power. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that, you know, I mean, don't be a dick to your family, which I think is kind <laughs> of the overarching theme um, in these younger princesses. Um, you yeah. know, just like, don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> obey your parental figures. Yes. Um, and if not, I mean, maybe you're going to encounter the devil's mistress. Who's to say, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's changes, changes day by day. Um, new friends you might meet. Right. Exactly. And again, animals, animals, I feel like are so indicative of who is good in Disney movies. Um, like if the animals don't like you, or if you're just hanging out with crows and gargoyles, like do not trust that person, trust a person who like can talk to squirrels and cute owls, you know? Um, but I will say that Maleficent is very nurturing and caring of Diablo. Oh, she loves that fucking crow. That's her kid. That's her fur baby. I mean, it's probably like because his name is Diablo, it's probably the devil. Like she got tired of being his wife. So she turned him into a crow. 100%. 100%. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Emma Gruel, what a joy it has been to talk to you about this movie. Oh, this Um, has been wonderful. And truly the first of many, which I am so excited about to have you back on. Can't wait. Can't wait. Thank you for joining me for another episode of BDE Big Disney Energy. We'll see you real soon. 